Welcome to this episode of the Outfront Podcast with host Vince Noble, the podcast that gives emerging leaders and career transitioning individuals the information and inspiration to thrive and become their best. For sponsorship and advertisement opportunities, please contact info at nobleresolutions.com. And now, your host, Vince Noble. I want to acknowledge each and every one of you who is stepping into your authentic power today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Outfront Podcast, the show that gives emerging leaders and career transitioning individuals the information and inspiration to thrive and become their best. I am your host, Vance Noble. Hey, thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this very special episode, and I'm truly super excited on today. And I pray that every one of you, as well as can be, that's physically, spiritually, mentally, as well as financially, as we all continue to press our way through these very challenging days. You know, it's when I'm truly feeling challenged spiritually, emotionally, or even physically in some way, I'm reminded of a very familiar passage of scripture that's sort of been my number one go-to passage of scripture for perhaps most of my life. You know, we all need a go-to scripture when we are challenged. So in that very instance of feeling challenged or a heightened sense of anxiety, I would recite, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. So you see, with me is when it really gets personal for me. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. It's about me. I've personalized that. It's about me. Thou prepares a table for me. In the presence of my enemies, and the presence of my haters, and the presence of my doubters, and the presence of, of all the naysayers and the situations in which I'm bound to face on earth. Thou anoints my head with oil. See, I believe what many fail to understand and struggle with is visualizing and conceptualizing and articulating the very fact that you are in truth anointed long before you were officially appointed. It's about an attitude. It's a certain level of confidence and assurance, but it is not about being arrogant. My cup runneth over says, I acknowledge in truth, I am already blessed. Despite what it looks like right now, I know many perhaps don't see it now as we fight our way through this pandemic, but it is mostly because of your history and past circumstances that says too often we allow our past to dictate what is very possible in our future. So what I want most to tell you today is to hang in there and to simply 
continue to walk in your blessed authority, no matter what it looks like, no matter what you experience, no matter what you hear or see, for now and forevermore, continue to walk in your blessed authority. You see, there are some decisions ahead. There are some decisions ahead that I believe involves your leadership. So let's get real with it. You know, a shadow of of death, a great deal of what many are experiencing today. It's not even real. It's a shadow or a perceived image or thing that is not even real. However, I do recognize that there are some real challenges that we face today. And my challenge to everyone, first and foremost, is to continue to to lead yourself first and to do your level best to follow all the appropriate protocols and rules and regulations that I believe will ultimately, for the most part, keep you and your family safe with regards to this pandemic. So listen, I have a great deal that I've been tossing around in my head, and I know many of you do as well, but today is the special one-on-one episode that I want to talk with you about this idea or more of the concept of making timely decisions. And we are all very much in this hour of some very serious decisions. And there's no escaping. And I believe the impact of the pressing decisions of the hour is going to set us on a downward or upward glide path for the next 50 years or more. I hope you're listening. We have a lot to unpack in this episode, so let's go. can therefore be defined as the most opportune or logical time to make a decision. And yes, there will be instances where timely does not mean immediate or oftentimes making a decision too early or too late will negatively affect the outcome. So in that decision-making process, we must first learn to properly assess the situation, seek out relevant information, weigh options, make judgments accordingly, and initiate action as required to create a positive outcome within inevitable time constraints. You see, we will never be faced with a situation where we have a forever time to make a decision. We don't have forever to make a decision. 
Your decision requires forward thinking and the application of the decision-making process, not the commonly known knee-jerk decisions that we often make. Will you be the visionary or continue to be reactionary? The world as we know it is shifting rapidly. Systems and structures are crumbling, making way for something new to be born. And this is the moment many have been crying and praying and waiting for, the moment to make the difference you were born for. But in order to become part of the new generation of change makers, you must say yes. You must say yes to your yes and answer the call of your destiny. You see, I believe in the end, this pandemic will lead to worldwide changes socially and economically. But which path will we take at this critical juncture? That's the real question. Every age has a moment in time that transform and pushes society in a way that defines a generation. The Great Depression gave way to a new deal that brought us social programs that still uh, have an impact today. World War II brought us the Double V campaign where African-Americans strive for victory abroad against Hitler and victory at home against racism. The civil rights movement brought us the great society which introduced new legislation to combat poverty and give equal opportunity to which we fight on the heels to this very day. You see, it seems that this coronavirus pandemic is about to bring forth a new era that the next generation will continue to define. We have also let fear and hate produce destructive errors resulting in ravaged communities that set us back as a society. You see, I remember how the death of basketball star Lynn Bias was the flashpoint of the modern day war on drugs, which led to racial desperate sentencing, putting millions of black and brown bodies in prison. It was after 9-11 that I remember, despite surface level community solidarity, the U.S. government implemented several policies that increased surveillance on all Americans and instigated wars that cost trillions of dollars, taking the lives of thousands of U.S. soldiers and hundreds of thousands of innocent civilians. You see, we are in the hour of real truth and truth must be revealed and it's only when truth is revealed is the only way to rebuild and move forward. Wherever you are and whatever you are doing, let it commence on the truth. We have two roles that we can take at this moment to define the next era of hope, justice, and opportunity, or of fear-mongering, selfishness, and hate. Which role will we choose? My hope is that we choose the former rather than the latter. Because 
if there is one lesson to learn from this pandemic, it is that we are all interconnected in some way. The aftermath of this pandemic, I believe, will continue to reveal to be true across all communities that we are more interconnected than not. Communities worldwide are going to continue to be rocketed by the effects of this pandemic. And many believe that this pandemic could still cause the next economic recession. Most Americans will have to go into debt to deal with a $1,000 emergency. Do you believe that they can go without work for two weeks, a month, or even longer? The markets have been indicating signs of economic troubles for weeks due to the pandemic and layoffs. You know, we all know the layoffs uh, are continuing to increase. Now, politicians on both sides of a political spectrum are introducing policies to deal with uh, income support for American students uh, and student loans, sick leave, and so on. So it was in 2008, everyday Americans were shouting, where's my bailout? Where's my bailout? After banks and corporations were bailed out by the government. But millions of Americans lost their homes. See, during this pandemic, those cries are rising again. However, this time, politicians are not asking, how are we going to pay for it all? Now, how are we going to pay for this? But are instead saying, we have to help these people. Why? Why the change in their tune? Be very critical in terms of how you watch the news reports. You see, here's a little secret that politicians and economists won't tell you. The market cannot survive without the people. If the people aren't healthy economically, the entire system will fall apart. The politicians who are singing a new tune, they know this. And they know that doing nothing has a huge political impact. You see, no career politician wants to be the victim of a loss of power and position in an election year. So on April the 4th, 1968, Martin Luther King was assassinated and cities burned in outrage. And it was President Lyndon Johnson knowing that something had to be done. And he encouraged Congress to pass a housing rights bill known as the Fair Housing Act, which focused on ending housing discrimination. So it was seven days later this bill became law. You know, don't take my word just because you support me on this podcast, but I encourage you to go research for yourself. A bill that had languished in Congress for two years suddenly passed in the mere week. 
Why do we have to wait until the world is on fire to do the right thing? When will we learn the lessons that the world doesn't have to be on fire to do the right thing? This right here is our moment, our fork in the road to decide how are we going to address the systemic issues that continue to hold people of color back as a nation and world. So before you tune me out or turn me off, this is not any anti-white dogma. I'm only advocating for righteousness. Giving people money for a, for a moment will not solve these issues. We can either continue to put band-aids on aging social wounds or we can we can dive in and truly address the other invisible enemies that have plagued us for generations. You see, this is going to require new ways of thinking and new policies that address issues of poverty, health, economic opportunity, institutional racism, and more. This moment and our legislative response to it is what they will write about in the history books. Which role will you choose? Let's use this pandemic as our moment to evolve into a society that is more just and economically inclusive instead of selfishness, fear, hate, and greed. Let's choose the road of hope, justice, and opportunity all through equitable laws and policy. Because after this period of social distancing, we are all going to need a lot of social unity in the next era. So listen, thanks everyone for staying with us. We certainly hope that you enjoy today's episode. So make sure you join our Facebook group, Out Front with Vince Noble, and don't forget to comment, rate, share, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcast. Until next time, remember, you still get to write your own life story.